Hey everyone, I'm Edmund. I'm Amanda. And welcome to Tissue Talks. I'm very happy today, Amanda. Why? I was looking through the statistics mm-hmm. and today, till date, we have our 100th listeners. Yay! Yay! So we have listeners from the Germany, US, Malaysia and also Singapore. Thank Yay. you so much wherever you guys are listening. I think this is amazing uh, because you guys are such a good listener. I guess it's very important to talk about today's topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called the empathetic listeners. So, do you know what that means? Well, there are two things I want to ask you mm-hmm. and the listeners before we kickstart this whole conversation on empathetic listening. Have you ever wondered if you are more of a listener or a talker? Well, I like to say, and I take pride in being a listener, I would say, to a point, people like to tell me their problems. Mm-hmm. 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 So I'm not sure, probably 50-50. Okay, so if you're thinking you're more of a listener, well, are you really paying attention and listening? Or are you listening just because you're waiting for your chance to speak? Oh dear, I think that question kind of like sparked something. Um, I'm guilty. Sometimes mm-hmm. I am quite easily distracted, you know, especially when people start the conversation. And it was just getting the ball rolling. I'll be like, oh, should we just order iced coffee? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I kind of like guilty of that. So sometimes I'm not very certain if I am actually listening, hearing, or am I waiting a chance to speak? Mm-hmm. But all in all, most of my friends like to come back to me and ask me advices or just be a good listener. I would consider myself as a bitchy listener. So... <laughs> Because I input beyond being just an active listener, I kind of respond bitchly. And somehow, rather people like me being honest and brutal, and they like it that way. Oh, okay. (laughs) If there's one term that I would like to add to the psychology textbook, it would be bitchy listener. (laughs) That's something really new, and we gotta learn. (laughs) Well, thanks for sharing. Um, So let me, like, just probably explain a little bit more about empathetic listening. So Henry Ford once said that if there is any great secret of success in life, it lies in the ability to put oneself in another person's place and to see things from his or her point of view, as well as from one's own. So empathetic listening to me is really being genuinely curious and interested about the other person. It's when we seek to be in the other person's perspective and feel their emotions so sometimes it's really easy to find out if yourself or the other person is practicing empathetic listening. And the way for me to detect usually is their responses after they speak. Do they ask more questions or do they just you know switch to the next topic right away? Mm. Yeah, so have you ever encountered I'm, this? I'm always a guilty for that. <laughs> Aside from just like iced coffee ordering, I would probably just say, hey, how was your day yesterday when he was talking mm. about, I don't know, relationship? Mm-hmm. So I was like, uh, okay, sorry. <laughs> I kind of apologize for that. Um, and I still want to bring the topic back to the table. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm guilty for that. But over the years, I kind of learned how to be one good listener, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, it's really funny. I could sometimes detect, even on text, whether that person is actually really like Genuinely. looking into your what you're trying to say or convey. It's oh. very easily like when they just say, "Oh, okay, dot dot next." I um, guess I guess you know it, what's for lunch tomorrow. 
yeah. I, guess, I guess it's kind of like you know over text whether this person is sincere and genuinely yeah. trying to figure out or yeah. some or sometimes even just want to get information mm-hmm. and that's it yep. it's kind of like I don't know transactional kind of a relationship it's mm. not so much of a listener and talker yeah it's more like they, they may not want to be fully engaged in the conversation and make it a meaningful one it's mm-hmm. just like merely just a normal conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just because they have to say something, that's all. Or they just want to get something out of you. Yeah, that's right. So I think one of the tips that um, I experienced and, and I want to share, you know, how to be an empathetic listener is to stop giving advice if you're not asked to. Um, when you establish the connection in a conversation, the last thing anyone wants in a conversation is you cutting in halfway and trying to be a therapist and telling the person what he or she should do. Unless that person is really interested to hear, um, you know, maybe you can offer your piece of advice. Um, so the next, the next round, if you're having a conversation, if you really want to share, hold on until the person finishes the whole conversation and then you can ask, you know, can I share um, a piece of advice to you? Are you interested to listen? And if the person say, okay, then feel free to share because this will save your energy as well. Mm-hmm. Like instead of just talking all the time, not giving the other person chances to talk, right? And that leads to the next tip. Be non-judgmental and know that this whole conversation is not about you. I know we all have something to say and you know, when you're talking to someone, you, you, you tend to, you know, want to give your opinion, right? But if you want to lend an empathetic ear, the thing you need to realize is, it's about them. You know, put their interests above you. Um, so if there's time when you realize that I really want to say this out, you know, this is really not right. I want to comment. You know, just hold your horses and <laughs> just let the person speak and be there emotionally to listen understand the situation and then just support them. I totally agree this point being non-judgmental. Um, for me itself, uh, when I create a kind of a being a listener and to a talker, I will always like to create an environment that is safe, inclusive environment um, so that this person don't feel like, you know, oh, you're, you're not just using me or I'm not just meeting you because it's time to meet up, that kind of a thing. But it's also because this talker entrusts you and he or she just want to talk to you and just want to run everything out to you and therefore, by giving you that kind of a trust, don't misuse it or mistreat it. So dependent on your friend, if a person prefers to just have a one-on-one conversation, do that respect that safe zone and don't just propose like, you know, oh, you just had a breakup, let's go to the bustling environment, you know, let's go nightlife or club. I don't think that's the right environment, you know. Um, that would just simply cloud the moment of allowing him or her to express truthfully or honestly. So you're not helping to create a kind of a safe zone environment. You're just mistrusting or misusing the trust that they give to you. Mm, yeah, I agree that, you know, creating that environment is very important for a conversation. Especially, like, when the person is, like, really, like, trying to tell you something and, and they're in a situation they need to express themselves uh, or and they're in a very hard position. We just have to create a safe environment and the right environment for them. So that also leads to the next tip, which, which is to avoid distractions and put away your phone. <laughs> I'm always guilty for that. <laughs> I mean, the worst thing when a person is, you know, pouring their heart out to you and you are busy, you know, scrolling your phone and then checking your phone and you just reply like, 
Uh huh. Mm hmm. Yes. Continue. Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know it's hard being in this digital era not to be engaged with your phone, but if you set the intention to be a listener to that conversation, be an authentic listener. Put yourself in the other's present shoe because the last thing you want is to be treated that way when you're in need of someone listening to your issues. So I think, I think one of our friends actually set this rule when we are dining. He's like, okay... Um, when we are you not know, having this uh, meal, please do not bring out your phone. Thanks. Put it in your bag. <laughs> I agree. I, 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 love, I love how she actually set that rule as well. And yeah. till date, I, I also agree with that. Mm-hmm. So what I did with my friends, especially with the phone, is that be it your phone down or phone up on the table, basically you're talking to that person. That is not your priority. Mm-hmm. Your priority is basically somebody who is in the phone. Mm. So I would suggest if you have a gathering with your friend, keep your phone in the bag or your pocket. And don't even bother bringing it up, putting it on the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if someone wants to ask you out, that is basically the priority. The priority is on the table, not on the phone. Yep. So that is how I kind of learned. And yeah, I, I go along with my friends all the way like that as well. So the next thing I learned along the way is basically asking questions. This is just to ensure that I'm actually listening. So now... Bear in mind, interrogating and asking the right questions comes in a very fine line. So I learned throughout my years of being in a creative industry, taking brief is basically asking questions to show that I'm actually listening. But beware of asking questions instead of provoking questions. There is a difference. You do not want to probe that person a lot of questions that may kind of like offend that person or that person may take it otherwise like, hey, you're not supporting me. And you, you, why am I asking you out if you're not in my shoe or you're not helping me at all? So in a way, it's kind of um, approach turned to a challenge and that defeat the initial purpose of a friend who trusted you. And it basically approaches you in hopes of you becoming an empathetic listener. And the next thing I would suggest is definitely encouraging them to speak more. So you would like to have the person to continue, continuously elaborate what he or she is trying to say. And eventually, he or she will rethink what she said it out. Because sometimes, as much as we talk, we kind of listen back to our own voice. And we start to think, hey, I kind of like, you know, break that barrier. And I think um, rationally and optimistically, in my own ways of approach, mm-hmm. I may not even need any like psychologists or psychiatrists. Um, no offense, I'm not trying to not having you a job or whatsoever, but you get your yeah. own voice, you get your own thought speaking out. So that is rather kind of important as well. So to me, sometimes it's always a good idea to talk over alcohol. <laughs> In the environment, you know, let loose, drink some booze, <laughs> kind of thing. Such an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> so you know who to look for when you want to go for some letting loose moment. <laughs> So lastly, from what I understand, also there's a fine line between being a nosy person and a caring person. So if you're there to gain information or perhaps worse, make use of the source of information, I guess you're no different from a manipulator. Um, when one entrusts you with the information, respect that instead of being nosy and spreading what is not supposed to or needed in exchange for your own interests and benefit. I think such action is rude and crude. Yeah, I totally agree. Like when someone entrusts you with information, um, keep it to yourself. Um, the thing is, you, you could 
try telling other people. But the thing is, if that causes any harm to all the parties, I think there's no point doing so. I agree. So whenever we have difficulties or going through something, be it positive or negative, we turn to friends, family, or someone we trust. That is because we tend to express ourselves more to someone who listens without judgment. So let's not misuse that trust. So based on my own experience, I mean, no doubt, sometimes my eye tend to sway during conversation or cause distraction or suddenly I'll just say, hey, I'll just like to have an iced black coffee, you know, to a waiter or suddenly just raise my hand looking for a waiter. It's kind of um, um, distraction. Uh, but I will, ensure, I will assure my talkers know that I'm still here. I'm present for you. What was the topic again? The... <laughs> Those that know me knows me. I, I, I don't mean it because I, as a self-proclaimed ADHD, I tend to lose focus quite a fair bit. Um, because of that experience, I, I kind of learn along the way and understand how to be an empathetic listener. Yeah, so as a self-proclaimed ADHD, do you think when you're in a conversation and if you're in a position as a listener, what would you do to actually ensure the other person is not offended? Like, they don't feel like you're actually not concentrating or something. Do you ask them like, um, you know, what, what would you do? I would apologize. I mm. would have a disclaimer first. I think everything had to start from the beginning. Even mm. if I meet the first time or the second time, all my close friends who knows me very well, they know that I will tend to move around, move a bit. Um, but I, I do apologize that it is happening. Uh, even right now when I'm doing podcasts, I do tend to look around, move my body and do weird things and lean on the wall it's normal Amanda's used to it um, this is me <laughs> yeah but also do you think what do you think the, the talker should do should the talker actually ask first before they start a conversation for example um, are you ready for this conversation I think being a talker uh, is always good to ask the listener whether are you comfortable to listen to my mm-hmm. I don't know com- conversation or mm-hmm. difficulties or any topics if the listener says okay, make sure as a listener, be there for that person. Mm-hmm. And if you're a talker, also kind of empathize that person, um, like myself, who just sway, but doesn't mean that my brain is not for you. Mm-hmm. It's just that my body just moving here and there. <laughs> yeah. So I guess being an empathetic listener requires practice and awareness as well. If you choose to be in the position as a listener, have empathy, compassion, and just just be a good one. I mean, same goes to a talker, right? If you if you want to speak out, I think you also have to, you know, practice to be a good talker as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes we tend to over-talk a lot. Maybe 100% of the conversation, we will speak 99% and then just left 1% for the listener to, <laughs> to speak, right? Which I feel sometimes could be an unfair situation as well. I think that 1% is probably just ordering iced coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. (laughs) That's Edmund. What's new? (laughs) Anyways, thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoy uh, this conversation and really reflect when, you know, if you were to practice this tips um, that we just shared in your next conversation, what changes does it make? So maybe you could, you know, just just reflect on that and, and try to practice. Yeah, so stay tuned to our next episode. We hope to share more like interesting topics with all of you. Thank you so much again and bye. Bye.